What if I confirmed one of pretty much anyone who's watched The Blair Witch Project's worst fears, that the movie wasn't so fictional at all? What if I told you that it was based off of a real event, and maybe even a real witch? Today we will be discussing the story and life of a woman by the name of Maul Dyer. I would tell you that you are a liar, which is what everybody at home is thinking. We all have seen Blair Witch. We did a Spotify Green Room episode about it with our friend Sarah Turney, and I actually watched it for the first time this year. So if there's one thing I know, it's that Blair Witch is a fictional story. I think you're going to have a tough time convincing me of this one. However, I love to get witchy. Everybody grab your little cauldrons, your little hats. Let's deep dive. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loie, your evidence expert. Uh, I, I don't know, which number one today? Which number one? <laughs> You're a witch extraordinaire. You are a, in some ways a real witch. That is true. I'm Eleanor. I'm your skeptic on some things witchy uh, and like mysticism based too, actually. So this kind of makes sense. Also a Libra sun, Taurus moon for all my fellow witches. <laughs> uh, I know people want that information. What's the last one? Rising cancer. I know nothing about astrology. I didn't know we had the same moon sign. That's so cute. Wait, are you a Taurus moon too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a Taurus sun, Taurus moon, Leo rising. Oh, wow. Earthy girl. Together, we are the gruesome twosome with matching moon signs, baby. And this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for. We might scare ourselves into staying up all night. I think today we're going to be casting spells. That's the vibe I'm getting. Manifesting, if you will. Whatever you want. Listen to this audio. Our voice is just screeching, hollering. <laughs> You'll get it. <laughs> Listen to us on repeat for sure. Listen, today we're talking about Maul Dyer. And this is like such a fascinating look into the time that was like Salem witch trials and like the literal witch hunts that were taking place across the world at one point. It's like so intense, kind of sad, really scary, but we're going to talk about it all. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like... What the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. So, intro Maul Dyer. Born as Mary Dyer. I got really fixated on, like, why was she called Maul? Was this, like, a name that, like, people gave her as a witch? Was it a nickname? I think it was just a nickname. But Maul Dyer was an elderly English woman who was a resident of Leonardtown, which was a small town in Southern Maryland in the 17th century. She practiced herbal medicine and other rituals that the Leonard Town locals would deem as strange and even labeled it witchcraft. Now get this, she was also unmarried with no kids 
and she lived alone in the woods. So everyone was like, you're a witch. You're literally just a witch. Clearly the work of the devil. (laughs) Literally, like in this time, and I mean, maybe it's still like similar in some ways today. If you step outside of the norm, like you're deemed not normal. Like take your normal or pills, girl. I don't know. So everyone was like, you're a witch, you're a witch. But she was just like, I am just standing here. However, in 1698, things got a lot worse for Maldire when a drought followed by a severe winter, along with a deadly flu epidemic, caused food shortages and many deaths in town. It got worse for Maldire specifically because people were like, okay, listen, that's a lot of bad luck one right after the other. I think it's because Maldire is a witch. (laughs) I love what a like a quick scapegoat. I know they're so (laughs) quick to point fingers. And you know what? Like at this point in time, people only knew what they knew. There was kind of a lack of information. They didn't know why the winter was so harsh. They didn't know um, ways to stop this flu epidemic. So they did what history would continue to repeat itself and do. And they blamed everything on a woman. If they knew one thing, it's that that unmarried woman is the source of all of their problems, (laughs) all of their godly issues. Yeah, she's a witch. Yep. Now, this happened around the time of the Salem Witch Trials, where a religious town prosecuted hundreds of people as being witches. The Salem Witch Trials were in Massachusetts, but it was around the same time, and word was spreading, you know? They can't figure out where this flu epidemic is coming from or how to protect themselves, but they know that there are witches. (laughs) So, on the coldest night of the entire year, an angry mob burned down Maldire's cute little cottagecore cottage and chased her out of town. She fled into the woods nearby. Is this real? (laughs) Sounds like something out of Shrek. Like pitchforks (laughs) and torches, like out of her little gingerbread home. Why Shrek? I don't know. Because, you know, I do know. Isn't it like the opening scene of Shrek or maybe like the secondary scene? Isn't Shrek like chased like out of somewhere, like into his home or something? I haven't seen Shrek in a while. I only watched the second one. It's superior. The original yassification in the second one, right? They both turned into humans. Yes, they turn into sexy, weird, uncanny valley humans. The fairy godmother is sexiest of all, obviously. <laughs> of course, of course. We have Prince Charm. It's just superior in every way. Anyway, that's it's giving me that kind of vibe. But is this like a real story? Like, how are we learning this information? <laughs> we'll get into that after the jump and like any records that we have of Maldire's life and so on. Now, it's become, of course, a bit of an urban legend in this area that the Maldire's witch haunts the forest and all of this stuff. But before we get into that, we have to like finish out the story. What happened? She was just chased into the woods on the coldest night of the entire year. Now, a few days later, the angry mob, I guess, goes looking for Maldire. I don't know if it was like, dang, girl, we didn't we didn't know you were going to run into the woods. We thought we were going to get to burn you at the stake. I, I don't know what they were thinking, but people did go searching for her. And when they found her, they found her frozen to death. Now, her right hand was frozen to a rock while her left hand was in the air as if she was calling for vengeance. OK, what? There's <laughs> OK, listen. I don't make the rules. Low. Her left hand was in the air. She was calling for vengeance. This grandmother, this geriatric senior citizen, 
practicing herbalism, was chased out of her cottage, out of her wholesome little greenhouse, froze to death on the coldest night of the year. After, like, the mob took a tour de France-esque, like, three days to sleep in between their searching. <laughs> like, they just woke up and they're like, all right, we carry on mobbing. Good morning. They finally found, yeah, literally. It's like summer camp. Like, hey. So they finally find her in this position. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I guess we'll get into it. I was going to ask if there's any connection between this old woman dying a tragic death and her being, like, a ghosty ghoulie. But I guess we'll get into it. Oh, I could not be more glad that you asked this question because pretty much the remainder of our story is focused on the rock that she died on. Oh, beautiful. Oh my God, wait, character change? What? Was Maul Dyer just written out of her own story? Listen, people are obsessed with this rock. You have no idea. So we have talked, you and I have gotten into like philosophical discussions here on this podcast. Like if ghosts, if they have to haunt one place, why would they choose this one place? The Mall Dyer chooses a rock. She said, this is my rock and I will stay right here. That just seems unlikely, right? Based on what I know about my girl Mall, like she had her cute little cottage in the woods and then she froze to death on this rock and now she's tied to this rock. Story written by a rock. Story literally written by a rock who just wanted to be part of history. Right? So the rock that she was found laying on with her right hand literally like frozen to it. Number one, how did they get her off? Actually, don't answer that. I don't want to know. The rock that they found her laying on was previously located in front of the old jail museum in Leonardtown, Maryland. Now, people would visit the Maldire Rock, knowing the history behind it, and they would report experiencing dizziness or headaches when nearby. Some people have even reported their cameras malfunctioning or their entire battery draining after taking photos of the rock. In February of 2021, the rock was literally moved to St. Mary's County Historical Society and put behind glass. The rock was put behind glass. The rock needed to be protected. I need you to know I'm picturing Dwayne Johnson. Yes. Every time you say the rock. <laughs> now... Maul Dyer's story has gone on to inspire films such as The Blair Witch Project, the entire franchise of those movies, actually. But there are people who have, like, dedicated their entire lives to this. So up next, is Maul Dyer real? Like, what was her story? Why was she persecuted so heavily? Like, what was it that got this town in such a fuss? Why was it Maul Dyer that was the one that they were so obsessed with? Okay, we have The Rock. That's literally it. We have The Rock and we have the legends around the town. Was Maul Dyer real? Literally, like you asked earlier, was she real? Historical evidence about her is not well documented, which is often code for no. But in this circumstance, we're really trying to figure out if she's real or not. So there are literal Maul Dyer experts one of them being a novelist named David W. Thompson. And he's actually written three historical fiction books on her background, which doesn't help our journey into figuring out whether or not she's real that much because yes, they're based on history, but they take like a lot of- Creative liberties. Yeah, creative liberty. Right. I love historical fiction. Really? I love it. Like literally grew up reading American Girl books. And I think I was just hooked from then on. This is not historical fiction. This is just fiction. But this entire story reminds me of, 
I think it's called The Last of the Moon Girls. It was a New York Times bestseller, oh. but it's about this girl who moves to a town and her grandma is, well, her grandma dies, but she was maybe a witch <gasps> persecuted as such after a girl in the town died. They were like, it was this creepy grandma. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, <laughs> back to Mall Dyer. <laughs> Courthouse records were destroyed in a fire in the late 1600s, and there is evidence of not one, but two different Mary Dyers, uh, which of course, as we know, is her real name. Mary Dyer was her real name. There is evidence of two people with this name arriving in Maryland around the same time period, but the Dyer family lineage can be traced in St. Mary's County and Leonardtown today. You know, this was like, I don't know how common of a last name I guess it would have been. And Mary is a pretty common first name. This is Maryland. Maryland. <laughs> Maryland didunce. <laughs> you know, so the Dyer family lineage, we, we don't necessarily know how many people would have had the same, but we do know that two, two Mary Dyers existed. Okay. So people have continued to investigate the rock to see like what, is it really haunted? Who knows? But the Three Notch Paranormal Investigations Group, based in Southern Maryland, made a video about Mall Dyer in June of 2020. Now, in that video, they claimed that they made contact with her spirit using IVP x-rays and a light sensor camera. This equipment captured different points and lines in the shape of a human body figure laying on the rock, believed to be Mall Dyer. The Weather Channel, I don't know why that surprised me so much, but the Weather Channel themselves made a documentary about Mall Dyer in 2014. Now, in this documentary, an author named Lynn Buonveri shared the story of how she instantly got sick after touching the Mall Dyer rock. So people are focusing really heavily on the rock here. It's like these documentaries or like any episodes about her, like maybe she was real, maybe not. But have we talked about the rock? I love how he has to be the star of any production. I would like to put googly eyes on him. <laughs> okay. I'm not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that couldn't convince you, surely the fact that this ended up on TikTok will. Oh my God. Of course it goes to TikTok. We have to tie it into internet urban legends somehow. And Mall Dyer has existed online despite being a very real like urban legend in the area. Um, it has turned into an internet urban legend of sorts. So TikTok user It's Not Chelsea posted a video with her friend where the two visited the rock located in their hometown. Now, this was apparently before it was moved to the museum and put behind glass. And the two girls jumped on the rock and touched it to prove that it's not real. And people in the comments were like, uh, you just disrespected a memorial and maybe you'll be haunted now. Is it a memorial? Like, okay, he, we still haven't answered my, my principal question. Where are we getting this story from? Like, how, how is this passed down? Like, what is this? <laughs> the story has just been passed down by word of mouth for years and years and years and years and years. And I think that that is the case with a lot of like older stories that maybe there's been some creative liberty taken, but that's all we have. We have some historical record of Mary Dyers, multiple Mary Dyers being in this area. However, we don't have like birth records. We don't have like, where was the cottage? Like anything like that, because supposedly the courthouse burned down and we lost a ton of records back in the 1600s. Or like any evidence that like 
any of the stories even real at all, that there was ever even a cottage or a mall dyer or anything like that. We don't conveniently have any records of anything like that. I mean, there are literal people dedicated to being mall dyer historians who want to prove that she existed, who want to, you know, do all of this stuff to prove that like she was real and to preserve her story. But at the end of the day, this is all word of mouth, basically. Okay. The word memorial is just interesting. You know what I mean? Like used in that way. Because like there are like memorials to people who are, you know, real, like dedicated to real people. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it is like the fact that the paranormal team was trying to use like x-ray technology to try to map out where her body would have been because like we're not even really sure if that's a thing that even happened. That to me seems, if anything, more disrespectful than like someone poking it for TikTok. Like that seems like the equivalent of playing like the elevator game or something. An equal amount of evidence. You know what I mean? So number one, do we believe that Maul Dyer was a real person? I mean, I guess I don't believe or not believe. It seems like it's more of like an old wives tale. If anything, I think a lot of small towns, we talked about, you know, urban legends. Yeah. It sounds like this is a village legend. You know what I mean? Right. The fact that there are no records at all kind of leads me to believe maybe not. And the fact that people are dedicated to proving it's real and nobody ever has. But I don't know who's to say it came from somewhere. You know, in the case of this story, uh, do we think that Maul Dyer, like if we are suspended in a reality where this is totally real, is Maul Dyer just like this misunderstood old lady or was she controlling the weather and sending plagues? I hope she was both. I bet the, the villagers literally came after her with like pitchforks and torches. I hope she was creating plagues and droughts for sure. Okay, so would we ever go visit the Maldire Rock? I don't think I would, personally. The unyesified rock is that somebody, like an old woman, was chased to death there, which is just not something that super draws me in. I don't know. I'm not normally um, attracted to those sorts of places. Yeah, I get that. We want to know what you guys have to say about this. Have you ever heard of the Maldire story? Do you know? I don't know. Just like anything that we don't know, like about her history. I want to believe she's real. I really do. Not that I want to believe a woman was chased to her own death, but like the story is so fascinating. I don't know. Maybe it's better that it would have been made up actually, but Anyway, let us know what you think all over social media by using hashtag gruesome twosome. We would love to hear from you. For now, thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loweybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and by Deanna Markoff, Avi Gandhi, and Ed Simpson from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro with associate sound design by Mike Ramos. 
It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Lexi Kiven. Research provided by Yumi Shin. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor, better known as Snitchery. AKA the gruesome twosome. 